This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast, and it's the end of the season. Oops. No, it's not. We've done it. Against all the odds. And thanks to Mr. Darren Bent and his friends. We're in the playoffs. Yee-hee! <laughs> oh, dear. I couldn't, I couldn't bear to not do that, that excited bit. Listen, this is me. I'm Billy Grant, and I'm very excited. We've had a very, very good week. To be quite honest with you, I'm surprised I'm actually sitting here in the studio. It's halfway through the weekend. I've actually only recovered from the weekend. It was a mad, mad weekend. The Wigan game, which we'll talk about in a minute, was fantastic. We did it there. All other teams helped us out. We thank you, all of you. We went to the players' ball on... Sunday and there's more activity there and um, we're just excited because we've only got two days to go and uh, a couple of days to go and we're playing Borough in the playoffs and I've got my mates in here and we've all been chatting away and they're really happy and Mr Dave Lane, how are you? Are you as happy as I am? I am as happy as you are mate, yeah I thought Saturday was really really special the way it all panned out, we'll talk about that in a minute, um, as you say the, the players ball was a, a cracking um, talk about that again in, in a minute as well um, and like, yeah, with the bank holiday Monday and um, it, it being Tuesday then Wednesday and Thursday tomorrow this week's really going to whiz by and then obviously it's half day on Friday because we're going to be down the pub quite early I assume on Friday um, and we've just we've just got this Great game to look forward to on Friday evening under, under the floodlights. Griffin Park is never better. Um, I just can't wait. I really can't wait, mate. You can't wait. I can't wait. Mr Nick Carthew, who's put his head in other places at the moment now, he's been going around, you know, I think he's been knocking on people's doors and all sorts of stuff, Nick. But, you know, take your mind out of this election thing that is happening, which is, you know, completely irrelevant to most of the, the country because they're more interested in the borough Bees game, which is happening on Friday, aren't they, Nick? Actually, where I'm speaking to you from tonight, they're more interested in the Sheffield United-Swindon game. But hey, you know, I'm looking forward to Friday. I'll be the one with the matchsticks propping up my eyes. Um, but hopefully we'll see some beautiful football that will keep me uh, wide awake as we take on the mighty borough. Sheffield United-Swindon, that's, that's lower league football, is it? That, that one? Uh, Vanarama Conference, I think, isn't it? Not quite. 
But, but listen, but and also back in the studio, Mr. Matt Allard, he was too scared to turn up last week. I don't know. He, he obviously thought there was going to be some bad things happen on Saturday, the Allard. But now you've decided to rejoin us, you know, glory hunting the Allard. I'm absolutely over the moon. I, um, I didn't anticipate this was going to happen. Um, and when, even before we kicked off on Saturday, we were, um, um, sorry, Ipswich already 1-0 up. I kind of wrote it off pretty much there and then. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just sort of over the moon with it. So listen, Saturday, good game. We played Wigan. Wigan came down, they were already relegated. To be fair to the Wigan fans, they were actually quite or very good value. I don't know whether or not there is Gallo's humour or if it's the fact that they're kind of rather like us, but we actually seem to get on, especially after all the grief that down earlier this season. So, you know, we're going to go to the pub and listen to what the fans, both the Wigan and the Brentford fans, had to say after the match about that marvellous, marvellous day. Got the man, Andre Gray, banged a goal in today and feeling absolutely happy, aren't you, Mr Gray, today? Yeah, buzzing. Obviously, um, all the boys are delighted and... Um... Just glad we could get over the line and get in the playoffs like we deserve. The championship's been like that all season, ups and downs, and we knew that one or the two were going to slip up. And we was just calm. We just knew we kind of we knew our fight regardless if we lost them. We, we weren't we weren't going to be a surprise. And uh, I mean, well, if we didn't make the playoffs and we won, we weren't going to be a surprise. So we just we just had to do our job. And when you were on the pitch, did you? I mean, you heard the cheers going on. Did you know what was going on? Did you know that people were losing? What was what was going on in your head? Yeah, yeah I think um, come half time we knew they were losing, but we knew that that. Them losing at half-time doesn't mean nothing. But when the cheers were going and we got the second goal, I think we got that bit of belief. And then I think when we knew both of them were losing, it was even better. And what did it feel like when the goal went in the no, back no, of no. the net? <laughs> yeah, a bit of a relief, I think. Um, I've had chances in the last five games and could have scored, but it went to be. And um, it was just good to get back on the score sheet. Looking forward to Borough? Yeah, of course. They're not looking forward to us, no, I've heard. Exactly, exactly. So... <laughs> We'll just see how it goes and hopefully we can get one over. Wicked, excellent play, man. And your season, this season's been absolutely wicked, man. From the conference to the championship to the Premier League? Exactly. So Question possibly. mark. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Wicked, man. Thanks. See you later, Thanks. man. Take Thanks. it. Personally, Brentford did their, did their bit. Absolutely superb performance. And, and all credit to Wigan. I thought they came along and, and made it a game. And, and that pushed us a little bit harder, I think. But uh, overall, superb from us. And then that, uh, I think they're, they're almost what you could call professional bottle jobs. Derby County absolutely folded today. And I think now, looking ahead, Brentford, why not? The season's ended. In terms of league games, we start again. So everyone starts from zero, and we're definitely in this. Well, I think anyone now looking at how we've performed today and, and also the spirit of the teams, you know, they're definitely together, Billy. And, and I think, you know, we've got all our big hitters up now, haven't we? We haven't got anyone to really concern ourselves about and the way we're playing. I think we've got to fancy ourselves. Why not? We've had a tremendous day. This is this is the best away day we've had all season. Brentford fans have been so welcoming. You will not believe it. Yeah, we're we're in, we're, in, we're in a booze now, and it's it's Wigan and Brentford fans all together. It's it's superb. It's what football's about. You can, as everyone said, you can write Brentford off at your peril, but we are the Brentford, and we have surprised everyone this season, and we will keep doing that until we get into that Premier League after that win at playoff final. At Wembley. Yeah, I think the next few days before first leg of the playoff, I think we can all regroup. But we've got to realise.
realise whatever happens, this has been the best season for many of us in our lifetimes. And all credit to Mark Warburton and the players for, for what has been absolutely fantastic. And I say, and I hope that as well, all credit to Mark Warburton and the players and everyone else and the fans have got behind them. And we're very, very, very happy. New era, yeah, new division. But of course, we've now got a new manager. And whether or not we can do it in League One with an inexperienced manager, that's always the case. We did it when we came down the Premier League. We thought, right, we'll do the Championship, we'll win the Championship. It didn't happen. We're going down again. We've got a new belief in us. It may not happen again. It's crystal we'll get up in two years because of parachute payments. A succession of bad decisions recently with managers, with rather wrong managers in basically, kind of lost our identity, which kind of affected the club on many different levels. There was a lot of division between the fans. But recently, with the introduction of Gary Caldwell coming in, it's kind of like basically brought the fans together again. And there's a lot of optimism for next season. I know we're going down, but there's optimism that we can possibly bounce back up just because of basically the belief Gary Colwell's brought into the team. As soon as we got relegated, we got Owen Coyle over Steve McLaren. You can see what he's done at Derby, which completely changed the team, the way we played. We got Rosler, again, completely changed the way we played. And then we got Malky Mackay. That was the whole rigmarole was not worth it at all. Again, you can talk about toxic dressing room. We got a toxic club when Malky Mackay came in. Uh, it happened with the chairman, got banned for six weeks. Malky Mackay got sacked, not soon enough. And then we've got Gary Carwell, who's still some belief in it at the end of the season. I'm kind of in complete shock because actually the last 10 minutes were so comfortable. Whereas I really thought the only way this was going to work for us is if we were all going to be looking at mobile phones and trying to work out what was going going on in the last minute and um, I can't kind of believe how comfortable it is I'm, I am in sort of complete shock really on our day we can beat anybody in the league we've proven that this season um, I only can you know I wish it wasn't over two legs I really would fancy us over one game over two legs it may be a little bit more you know a little bit more but exciting yeah I suppose so so let's just go out there be positive and what will be will be Forget the result, performance-wise, was as good as we've played, I think, all season. I thought the back four, two centre-halves, immaculate, going forward good. So, yeah, 3-0 deserved, comfortable as well. So. so, yes, listening to what the fans had to say, they, unsurprisingly, were absolutely delighted and the Wigan fans were tipping their hat and singing and dancing and all sorts of stuff. So it was a good Saturday was had by all. But let's just cast our minds back to Saturday, lads. I mean, just for a minute, I know a lot of people have already talked about in the pub, but just for us, let's just talk, because this frames where we're going at the weekend. It was, it was really bizarre. It was like the fact that everything seemed to go right when it doesn't normally go right for Brentford. We're such doom mongers, it's Brentford in it. But that wasn't at its Brentford in it moment at all, was it? No, not at all, mate. Um, in, on, on, on the besotted video, I, I caught um, one fan saying that before the game, he'd given it about 20% chance of, of, of you know all those stars aligning and, and seeing it all, 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 the, all the right little um, elements Plunk, plonk into their place and and watching the scores coming in different parts of the ground and seeing the news ripple across. It was it was a real special day. Um, and then you know I think it was just the fitting in to, to finish the season. You know I think we have to look at it now as the season's finished and that that was just a brilliant way to end the league season proper. And what we've got now is um, we we all, we've got to forget what's just gone past. And just just look to the future, and it's it's um it's kind of a bit weird. You just kind of literally got to kind of chuck out what's happened in those previous four six games, and just look at the next two ahead, 
and then possibly the one after that. Um, so yeah, it, it really does suit us because you know our form out of all the teams that finished in the in the playoffs um, wasn't wasn't the best, but we've I think we've got momentum. Um, so that's for me that's the most exciting thing, and we have we and we owe Middlesbrough something. We we underperformed in the first game up at their place when we didn't actually know that we were really good, and then at our place we played them off the park and lost. So we we I think we owe them. Um, Middlesbrough are beatable. So um, I, I just, and they're a good bunch. So, you know, we were looking for an excuse to get back to Middlesbrough to go to their boozers. Um, and their fans are an absolutely cracking bunch. So, I you know, it all makes for the perfect first game. Um, I'm just hoping that Ipswich can do Norwich. And if we do get through to Wembley, we have a, we, we don't face Norwich. I don't, I don't really want to, I don't really want to play Norwich, to be honest with you. No, not at all. And you talked about the Besotted video, and you should check the Besotted video on Besotted 1992 on YouTube. It's a cracker this week. There's all sorts of singing and dancing and stuff and loads of bits in the stadium and people just being extremely happy. So just, you know, get a cup of tea and for sort of 10, 15 minutes, just sit down and watch that Besotted video. But Matt, Saturday to you. Just talk us through it. I, I just, I'm remembering now how every time a goal went in somewhere in one of the other games, you'd see a little bit of the crowd would start jumping. And, and you kind of knew that there was good news had, ha- had happened. And um, that, that, they were sort of really slight special moments that I think I'd always kind of, I'd always kind of remember. I, I, it's, it's just the most, it's the most bizarre that even with, you know, in the last five minutes, we were just cruising. The whole thing was, you know, it was done and nailed and you could kind of enjoy it. Um, I thought we played well. I mean, just, you know, just talking about us, you know, we, we played well and we've got a bit of momentum. You know, we've won two games on the spin. Um, so I think we go into the playoffs with momentum. We do. And, and, in, and in retrospect, I say, Nick, Derby, to be fair, were actually due a bad result and Reading also were due a good result, weren't they? Yeah, and I saw the highlights of this game. I don't often catch highlights, but I did see the highlights and have to say that Reading played really well, I thought. Um, Derby were appalling. What it must be like to play in front of that crowd who were booing them after the first Reading goal went in. So God knows what they were doing after the second and third goal. I guess there were a few things being thrown on the pitch, probably not season tickets. But can I come back to the point that Dave was making? I mean, we're actually not in a league competition anymore. We are in a cup. And this is it. We've got, you know, the semi-finals of the cup going on. This week we've got the semi-finals of the Champions League. For this, this is the semi-finals of the Championship. This and next week. And hopefully we'll get into the cup final. Um, and our cup record in past years or recent years hasn't been that good. So I hope we can overturn it this time. I mean, like Matt, looking at the stadium was absolutely amazing. And I, I was trying to remember the last time that I'd stood on the terrace for about 10 minutes after the game, feeling a sort of mixture of stunned and just couldn't believe what had happened. And it was quite clearly, I remembered it was back to the Doncaster game and the, fee- the feeling this time was so different. But there we still were, looking out onto this pitch, looking out onto the people sort of running on, this time with a feeling of elation rather than the depression that came when that happened. And I think you're right, Bill, as well. It's an it's a actual club-defining moment as well. And someone, something that someone said to me actually on the pitch, come up to me and hug me. And he goes, who would have thought it, Dave? It was, Ten years ago, we were carrying coffins around Woking. Now we're playing in the richest game of football in the world. And, you know, we, we are in a bracket where I never thought we would be or couldn't, or couldn't imagine we would be where we are 
two games away from playing in that that Wembley game that they say is is the richest match and richest prize in the world. So, you know, we are that good now. Our, our, this team deserves it as well, and that's that's the most important thing. This team are, aren't out of place. This isn't luck. This is this is hard work, and Warbs and the players deserve every 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 pat on the back they get. And talk about the players as well. And just, I'm just going to come back to Matt, who you know I'm going to talk about Matt and the article that he wrote a few weeks ago again, which is on Besotted.co.uk, which caused a right stir with the the, 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 the Derby fans in the, in the fence. But the Derby fans didn't, didn't really ever go at us. They some of them actually agreed with it. And Matt's articles talked about the fact that he felt that Derby would change their style of football, and Bent coming in actually didn't do them any favours. And uh, we have a situation now where we've got Derby who have choked at the last minute, which we didn't expect and most of the world didn't expect. But if you look back on it in retrospect, actually, maybe that was right because they actually were lucky with a lot of their games. They got results where they shouldn't have got. But we got a bit of news when we were uh, at the Players' Ball um, on Sunday and we were chatting to somebody, we won't name his name, but somebody who's completely and utterly in the know, who told us that Bent and Ince are on a combined weekly wage of £75,000 a week, right? So that kind of puts it into perspective. You know, you could probably, you know, the whole Brentford team you could probably get for those two players. And they're not in the playoffs. And also, they kind of be just, it just didn't work for them, didn't it? Well, hang on. seventy five grand a week, that's for, for both of them. Well, if, if Kenwyn Jones was on forty grand a week at Bournemouth, um, and what he did for them over the final weeks of the season strikes me as though Derby got really, really ripped off and bad luck. Yeah, uh, well, Kenwin Jones was on forty grand, thirty-five, I think, or forty grand a week, and he got paid two hundred and fifty grand if they got promoted as well. So um, he was on a different scenario. You know, it just goes to show you that there's a different playing field. And I suppose you make the gamble, you sort of think, well, if we're going to go up and we've got these hundreds of millions coming in, we've got to take those gambles. But on the flip side of it. That's also where clubs come a cropper. And I think for Derby now, I mean, what's going to happen to them? Because obviously they've invested a lot of money, but, you know, are we going to get a, a, a dismantling of their team? Are they going to go for it again? Well, listen to McLaren on the, uh, on the, on the, on the Sky today. He's pledging his allegiance to the, to the club for the, for the long term, which if, maybe if he'd done that three months ago, they might have gone up. Um, um, and he's talking about, um, unveiling the, their master plan for next season in the next four days. So um, I think uh, watch that space. But talking about interesting chats at the uh, the players' party, Bill, um, we found out that the uh, the players listened to this podcast religiously. So um, so that's that was that was an interesting chat to find that out. And the other interesting chat that I had after drinking probably too much wine was um, one with Marcus Gale's wife to find out what she thought about his song after he'd been initiated into the Brentford Hall of Fame. So asking Marcus Gale's wife about that. The, the Marcus Gale song, which was sung, unfortunately, <laughs> at the uh, the players' ball, which was... So I woke up in the morning and thought, oh, no. But, hey, she, she was smiling about it, so there you go. Do, do all the players listen to the podcast? Well, do I need to worry? I'm going to grow a beard in the next uh, 72 hours, quick. Yeah, but no, I think that I think that the, the word was that actually that um, a lot of the staff and a lot of the players listen to the podcast. They read a lot of the articles. They read not only Ask GPG, all the stuff that's going on because it kind of fuels them and it gives them information and it gets them going. And they read what the rivals are saying about us. Karanka, who uh, 
who, you know, apparently slowed the game down so that he could play Brentford, you know. So, you know, I'm sure that's probably going to be posted up all over the dressing room at some stage and in the training field, that the fact that Borough slowed their game down against Brighton so that they can play us, so they can finish fourth to play us fifth. What we did try and explain is that we try and keep ourselves fairly open-minded, you know, but we everyone's got an opinion and everyone's entitled to opinion. Um, sometimes when they hear opinions from people who come straight off the back of a match, it's, you know, it's heartfelt. You know, sometimes when you actually think about things for two or three days, your opinion might change or soften or flip, you know. But, you know, this is human nature. And I think sometimes some people get rather upset and sometimes some people actually understand what the situation is, really. Well, motivation works. I mean, both Matt and I have an interest in test cricket. And uh, for those of us who follow the game, the West Indians, I think, took great delight in the last test match in pinning up the comments that the new England chair of selectors or head of the English cricket board had made about the West Indies team calling him mediocre. And he stuck that up and the West Indies stuck that up on their team dressing room wall and said, this is what the rest of the world feels like us. And now they go out and beat England. Well, let's hope there's a few me- a few comments coming from the Middlesbrough side who might uh, underestimate Brentford again. And I'm sure Mark Warburton and David Weir and co will stick those up on the wall and motivate the players that way. In- indeed. So listen, but just come in, let's just come back and let's have a final little thought that Wigan game, that was our final game of the season. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, guys, guys, just give us a final thought on that. How do you think this is going to set us up for the Borough game? Okay, well, for a final thought on that is um, Brentford knew what they had to do. They had to go out and score two or more goals and um, ex- and hope that other results went our way. Things that were outside our control. They concentrated on the things that were in their control, things that they did have an influence on, things they could affect, and they did exactly what was expected of them. And I think that should fill us with hope because they now know exactly what they got to do. They've got to beat Middlesbrough on aggregate over two legs, um, and they're going to do that by just doing what they've done all season, by, by going on the front foot, not trying to be clever, not trying to park the bus, not trying to be boring. They're going to go toe-to-toe with Borough and play them at a game of football. And Borough should be very, very frightened. And I think we should be really, really excited because, you know, nothing we take, we're, not, we're Brentford fans. We never take it for granted. We, we, um, we, we aren't up our own backsides. We're not, we're not thinking it's our right. We're not thinking we're worthy. But we should be really confident that this group of players are capable of beating Borough over two legs because Borough are beatable. They definitely are beatable. The, the important thing for me is for the first time, and I, I, I've probably, you probably heard me say this already from the pub, but for the first time in weeks, it's in our hands. It's up to us now. We don't have to rely on anything else. So we just need to go out there and, um, and get the job done. And, that, and it's nice to be feeling that again because we haven't felt that for a few weeks. For a few weeks, we've been looking over our back constantly. The important thing about the playoff games, all the footballing experts will tell you, is to go in there on a winning run. And that's what we're doing. Um, and peak at the right time. And again, I would suggest that's what we're doing. So, you know, I think we can look forward to the next two games full of absolute confidence. So as we look forward to the game on Friday and the game of Friday week, it's all about buying tickets, 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 more tickets. If you've got a season ticket, season ticket is done. You need to now get on the website, get on the phone, get down to the get down to the ticket office to buy more tickets because we are in the playoffs. More expense as it is, but you know, you're happy for more expense because obviously Brentford are through to the playoffs. But you know, we had a 
bit of a strange scenario, wasn't it, Laney, on uh, on Saturday after the game, as everyone was sort of celebrating in the Globe and sort of going, we're having a great time. And then we realised that they put the tickets on sale and there's an awful panic of sort of people who sort of half of them were too drunk to actually kind of press the keys on their phone to try and order their tickets online and they couldn't get through and all sorts of stuff, wasn't it? So this is a real mate. You know, we yeah. were, there we were all celebrating and then all of a sudden I'm looking around me and everyone's looking at their bloody phones and thinking, oh, 14 minutes, I've got 14 minutes to go. Oh, I'm back to 10 minutes, I've got three seconds to go. I thought, what the hell is going on? We should be partying and everyone's trying to bloody buy tickets for the for the next game. We, there were, the pause in between match and celebration and next match wasn't long enough. Um, that I, 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 I think it, I think there should have been a way that it, it could have been. Although saying that, I, I, I understand that there was people at the ground and they had to get those tickets on sale. They couldn't expect people that you know to, to come back. So um, it's like seizing the moment. But for you know, for me, it was just it was just a bit odd. With normal, even before your piano out there, I felt slightly fun cheated. Um, and then the season tickets the next day. Um, uh, so and then the borough tickets today is is a lot of money being spent out on uh, Brentford in the last couple of weeks, but the price of success, I guess. It is the price of success, and 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 again, well, Brentford, and we always talk about price, which is great because bees have got the usual prices, which I think is what twenty four, twenty five quid for the bees game as well, which will be the same for the away fans. But interestingly. Borough, who released their tickets today for us, they're charging us £24.25 as opposed to the £31 that they charged us in the league game when we were probably going to be a sort of bottom of the league side travelling to them. So, you know, we weren't even a Category A. So Christ only knows what they would have charged sort of the Leeds and all these other people. So interestingly, they've charged us £23 and £24 in the playoffs, or 24 and 25 in the playoffs, which is obviously a game which is going to be sold out and we're going to bring 1,800, 2,000-odd fans to. Um, and I'm wondering if Brentford actually had any um, in that negotiation, you know, whether or not they said to us that we're charging you £25 or you charge us £25. And it's set seven quid for kids up at Borough as well, which yeah, I we'd... thought was pretty, pretty special. You know, I've, I've taken my son up there and maybe son's mate. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought that's not that's not too bad, to be honest with you. 2,000 plus tickets, I think. I'm not sure of the exact figure, but we've got quite a few tickets and people are going up to uh, to, to Borough, getting ready to, you know, for their, their journey up to Borough. We're, we're, we're putting on our besotted party bus, which we've already got a few. Is it a party bus or a battle bus, Bill? Is it an election it's battle a, bus or are we moving into party bus? No, please? no, it's going to be a party bus. The election's going to be over by then, so there's going to be a party. And uh, there's only a few spaces left on that as well. So if, if you want to get on board with like-minded people who like to mix with local fans and go to sort of uh, local watering homes in the middle of nowhere, then uh, email us, um, you know, on besotted1992 at gmail.com. And that's all this for. But other than that, you know, it's going to be a right good laugh. Leave early on Friday, get to Borough in good time for a right good drink up, get to the match, go back to Borough and have a good drink up with the Borough boys and girls after the match, go to the hotel, get some kip, get up on Saturday, watch the Norwich game, get home absolutely knackered. You know, but... Coming back to the tickets, the season tickets that went on sale, Laney, as well. Yeah, there's been winners and losers going back into elections. Um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, it seems to be a case where there was, you know, kids, students and old people that had subsidised um, season tickets that maybe weren't using them every week. And they, they seem to have um, seem to have sort of 
done away or increased the pricing. So I think I think that seem would seem a little harsh to some people. Um, I know it's going to affect you know it's going to affect some people more than others. But you know we have been building this this community and this kind of all inclusive um, younger younger looking crowd over the last over the last few years. Um, and I think you know some of those are going to be paying a lot more for their their their, their sort of admittance to, to Griffin Park, which kind of I don't know. Obviously, they they thought about this a lot, and we're going to be looking to those groups again to fill a new stadium in a couple of years. So whether this is just a short term measure just to max out the revenue streams that Griffin Park can provide, um, but it, we seem to be moving away from trying to attract young kids with very very cheap prices. What do you think, Nick? But- I think that we might have to reconsider this if the unthinkable happens and we don't make it up into the Premiership this year. I worry that, like you, Dave, we've got to fill a brand-new stadium in three years' time and turning off the young Brentford fans of the future um, by charging increasing season ticket prices for next year isn't isn't the way forward. Um, And I would hope that possibly, should we not get promoting this year the club might reconsider its um its its attitude i mean i think all those of us who've been going a long time will have noticed the crowd has changed at brentford um were we to get sorry when we get into the premiership there'll be a different crowd clamoring to come along every week but i think you've got to keep the loyal fan base of local people that will come along and will fill up an eighteen thousand seater stadium and i can remember you know all those many many years ago when i was a you know, I didn't have enough money to rub together to be able to afford a, uh, a student or a junior season ticket at this time. Uh, and I'm not saying I could have got persuaded my parents to stump up for it because they weren't that keen on football and me going to football. Um, so would I have, would I have, and if that was my only way of accessing football via the season ticket, would I have become a Brentford fan? And would I have been somebody who, uh, you know, now went to all the games? It's uh, it's it's a dilemma, and it's one that I hope the club will look to. Conversely, I just wanted to make the the point. We go back to the travel for the Middlesbrough game. Is we've got to praise the club for laying on free coaches uh, up to the Middlesbrough game. Um, brilliant gesture. And I hope that um, although I'll be on the besotted party bus because I've had enough of battle buses over the last few weeks, I tell you, um, I hope that as many Bees fans as possible take advantage of the club's generosity in this so that we do sell the 2,000. Or did I read somewhere or I thought that we might even be able to access 3,000 tickets for the Middlesbrough game? And just imagine 3,000 Bees fans at um, the Riverside Stadium cheering our team onto victory. Boy, what a night that Friday night will be. So I'm, I just want to say I'm with you on the kids because it's about fans for life. Uh, we're, we're a club on the up at the moment, but we're not going to, you know, it'd be very unlikely that we're going to be on, up, on the up continually for the next 20 years. There are going to be downs. Um, there'll be ups and downs. And we need people that become fans for life. And this is how you get them into the club now. You should get them in as young as possible. Um, because we'll get people that will jump on the bandwagon. There'll be people with a few quid that buy a season ticket for the season. We're in the Premier League, maybe the first two, and then then they're not going to come back. So we need to, you know, keep. We, we need Brentford fans. We need to build that. Have as many Brentford fans as possible, not Premier League fans. 
And also the other thing is that the reason why a lot of people, you know, buy the kids season tickets that, you know, it makes it easier. You're a parent, you buy your season ticket. So if you want to go away, you want to buy tickets, you can buy them together. Yes, you know that you're not necessarily going to take your kids to all the games because that's not how it works. You've got a four, six, eight year old kid, you know, week on week, they might have birthday parties. They might be going out with their friends. You know, as it is my son, he doesn't necessarily want to come to football meet every week, but I've got that season ticket for him. It makes it easy for me, you know, at the time, if I want to bring him to a game, um, and yes, he might not use that season ticket every single week. So is it his fault? Especially the stadium is full, but it's not 100% full every week. So, you know, so is he getting penalised? And also, shouldn't the club maybe make it easier for people to be able to put their season tickets back into the pot? Because if, if the stadium isn't full, it doesn't matter if these kids don't turn up anywhere because the stadium isn't full. And if the situation is, if the stadium is full, these tickets could be put back into the pot anyway. So a kid's season ticket, which would be five quid a match, they end up selling that to somebody for 25 quid. So they end up actually making money out of it anyway. So I'm not quite sure if this kind of people not turning up is the real reason behind it. And I know for a fact that there's quite a few people that are going to put question marks as to whether or not they're going to get their kids' season tickets, not because they're moaning, it's just because they can't afford it. I mean, with my son, I'll have to, my son and my daughter have got a season ticket, but I'm going to have to question whether or not I will be able to get them a season ticket next season, which is going to be a shame. I know that one of the areas, one of the one of the groups that have been particularly hard hit are, are students. Um, I think I think their their season tickets have gone up a lot, and I also know that they were um, a real target of the club not so long ago. And there was um, there was marketing initiatives aimed at um, the local university students. So this seems to be a move away from that. Um, uh, maybe the maybe the problems exacerbated, Bill, in the actual seated areas. Maybe on on the Eden Road, if a, if a kid doesn't use season ticket, um, that's just not quite as noticeable as if a, a seat's empty and a seat that they could have sold for for you know, for twenty five thirty quid. So um, yeah, I, I, I can I can kind of I can see it. Well, I can see it both ways, as you know. But you know, it, it does seem to be a move away from the. The, you know the the real attraction of uh, you know of, of 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 young young fans, and but I can see from my own son and and how he how many how many mates he brings now, he, he doesn't struggle to 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 invite you know people that he would have had to have dragged off screaming three or four years ago. You know they they they're willing to come to Brentford without without too much of a without the waterboarding. Um, you know now now it's you know maybe maybe you know it's an easy sell now. Um, and maybe they just thought right we're going to tuck in and put the prices up. So talking of seating air, of seating areas, um, being a new rider, I was intrigued to read um, in the original press release how the facilities had improved in the new road, um, you know, um, this season, hence um, some of the justifications for the prices. Um, I think I can count three portaloos and a bit of an extra area cleared with maybe a bit of roofing on it um, for people to stand and have a drink as the improvement of the facilities. Um, but there are more to come, so I'm quite excited about that to see what else we're going to get. Yeah, I, I sampled the, um, the new road for the first time for a few seasons on, on Saturday, and I thought it was palatial. Um, and and I think you know I thought I think fifty or sixty quid is more than more than warranted for that area. The one the final thing I've got to say about the season tickets is that I thought that the um, message that went out on the website and um, through email wasn't that clear to us regular season ticket holders about when the uh, offer or the frozen price offer would end, um, and if 
anybody from the club is listening, it would be really good if they could actually clarify when we can buy or when is the last time that we can buy a regular season ticket at the early bird, I put that in inverted commas because I don't think it is, price um, because they talk about it will happen when the when we know what our fate is. Does that mean that those of us coming back down on the party bus from Middlesbrough, we have to be on our phones again buying our season ticket or will we have to do it next week? And um, we've already alluded to the cash flow situation that uh, these delightful situation of being in the playoffs has, uh, may, has uh, forced on us, uh, supporters. So it would be good to, to, to have some clarification on that, please. Players at the Bees at the moment now. Flipping back to the players' ball as well. A few prizes were given out, as we know. Um, Tamani, who got a supporters' award, the, the Away Travel Award. He got Away Travel Supporters of the Year, which got a big, rousing round of applause. You know, we had Pritchard who got the Players Player of the Year award. Um, we also got Dallas. And between Dallas and Hotter, they were fighting it out for the goal of the season. It's only them two that had goals of the season. They showed them all on the screen. They were absolutely wicked. And Dallas has ended up with his uh, second goal against Fulham, being the goal of the season. Bidwell also got a Community Player of the Award as well. And I'm sure there are a few more awards going around as well. But Bill, you, the... seem, you seem to have glossed over the uh, Hottie of the Year. Why, why, <laughs> why have you I, done I, that? Is it because you weren't nominated? I don't know. Brentford, Dave, you know what I'm saying? Of course, Andre Gray got the Hottie of the Year Award as well, which has been um, which is the last ever Hottie of the Year. So it's been banned as well for, for some reason. Not, well, not banned, but maybe it's just been put into termination and to ice for, for a few years. Quite right yes. too. Very sexist. It's part. It's just part of part of traditions. But there you go. And talk about new players. Brentford apparently been eyeing the Millwall striker Aidan O'Brien. Now not only us but Ipswich as well. So season's not even over yet. But talking about us bringing in new players, two hundred k apparently is going to cost us. He's had loan spells at places Crawley, Aldershot, and Torquay United. It's going to be half decent. And uh, another player to kind of add to uh, to our belts if we do get to be able to wrestle them away from Ipswich, you know. I suppose a lot of it will depend on what happens over the next few weeks, of course, would it? Yeah, Millwall fans might be very happy. I that they 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 love him. This is part of the exciting what what happened next. We we spoke about this last week. You know, now we know that the season is extended. You know, all, all that what's what's going to happen after the seasons. You know, is, is, that's put on hold as well. But I'm sure there's there's a lot of plans and there's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of signing that might, that may happen. Um, you know, and obviously it's a signing that Mark Warburton might be making. I was going to ask who is going to make that signing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely. The the vision that conjures up. Fantastic. Yeah. I'd like like to see if there was like an interview with the player, you know, them interviewing the player. Oh, mate, Bill, Bill, (laughs) the biggest news of the week. The the player's ball. Buzz B was outed. We know who it is now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not allowed to say. Yeah. Now, we saw the man behind the B. So, well, I knew he was anyway, but I've kept that. I've, I've sworn I've, you know, the official. I, I, I had no idea, but I knew, he wrong wrong. I knew it was him for, for, for donkey's years and his daughter. But, um, yeah, but, yeah, he, but we he sold me a burger once. Yeah, he sold me a burger once. I've seen him behind. He's, he's all sorts Busby. You know, he serves burgers. He, he dances around on the field. He's he's just multi. He's multi B, isn't he? But <laughs> yes, he was he was outed. And I think he, did he get a prize? He got a prize, didn't he? It, I did. It's, it's, I, I've, I've done I've the second bottle of wine by then. I don't don't ask me what the prize was. I, I was I was on to Marcus Gale's wife by that stage. Literally, <laughs> no. Flipping, flipping it back to the new players, 
I'm, I'm, for the third week running, I'm going to talk about our academy boys because, yes, the under-18s in the playoff final. And finally, a date has been announced for that, which is this coming Tuesday, the 12th, at Griffin Park. I think tickets are free. 7 o'clock kickoff, under-18s versus Charlton. Um, the Bees are going to be playing Charlton in the playoff final of the, the Division 2 Development League. And whoever wins, I have got no idea what happens still. But I'm going to just presume that they're going to win and they're going to get flown to Barbados for five weeks. And um, I'll get a trophy as well. So you don't need tickets for that one then? You don't need tickets for that, no. 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 Sorry, don't, don't let that go amiss because apparently the under-18s team, I saw them once this season, but apparently they're playing really fantastic football. So anybody who is free on Tuesday the 12th should get down to Griffin Park and watch them because you'll, you'll, see, you'll see better football than you'll see on the Champions League semi-final that night. Indeed, indeed. And like I said, they were the team that won the Milk Cup a few seasons ago and they're the team that Brentford said is going to have a first batch of players that are going to be coming out and making it into the into the, the first team, you know, or the first team squad. And, and so we have so far quite a few of them actually been signed up. So fair play to them. So if you can get down there on Tuesday, please do. If you're on your box tomorrow, check it out. It's not everyone on TV. BBC right. News at 6.30. Laney, tell us what went down there. Yeah, I went down the club. Got, um I don't know how I got invited, but I was invited down the club. Um, spoke to the, the TV man and the TV camera for about half an hour. You'll probably use 15 seconds of that if I'm lucky. Um, I said in half an hour, I said one or two mildly interesting things. And I'm sure they're only going to use the bits about our playoff failure of years ago, which he asked me about. All, all the positive things I said. I don't think they'll use. I reckon I'll, I'll, I'll shake your hand now and wager you that I come over like a right mug in these 15 seconds. <laughs> um, and I, I, was, I was actually mildly in, interesting for, for, for most of that. And I reckon they'll use none of it. So if I, if I, seem, if I seem like a miserable idiot, I, I tried not to be. I did. But it's all in the edit and they're going to mug me right up. <laughs> Mm. Well, listen. If they, they they may mug him up, but if you don't watch the TV, get down to the Twickenham Film Festival because there's going to be a bit of bees film action down there, isn't there, lady? Yeah. Put the final touches to the besotted film. It's called On My Way to Heaven. Um, it's not a nightclub, um, and um, it's part of the Twickenham Film Festival, which will take place on Eelpie Island on the 12th of June. Um, the besotted film, um, I'm not going to give too much away, but it's, a, I think, it's a, a quite a moving account of the last three or four seasons at Brentford. Um, and um, it's kind of, well, it's unfinished work, really, because this season's not finished. So I had to put it to bed um, on Sunday. But we're going to have about 30 tickets that are going to be up for grabs for, for Brentford fans. Um, it really, you're going to have to, they're going to be on our guest list. So you're going to have to um, email besotted1992 at gmail.com on a kind of first come, first serve thing. Um, just, it'll be a premiere of, of the film. It may not only, it may not be shown more than once. But um, it's uh, it's it's an eighteen eighteen minute long um, roller coaster, and uh, if you want to be there, want to see this premiere, you want to try, um, 
besotted1992 at gmail.com. We'll stick you on our list. And it's the Friday, the 12th of June on Eel Pie Island at Twickenham Rowing Club. So it'd be a nice balmy evening and a few beers. And as I said, yeah, the besotted On My Way to Heaven movie will be premiered. So that's something to look out for when the season's over, a couple of weeks after the playoff final. But I'm not allowed to mention that, am I? No, that, well, that's, that's how we need tickets for that as well. Apparently. Even if we're not there, we might go and watch someone else play. Not a chance. So, at the weekend, big, 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 big game. We've got no idea what's going up in Borough because we've been focused on the bees and what's happening in our land and in Derby and Ipswich and all that kind of stuff. So we thought, let us go up to Borough to go and speak to one of the Borough boys up there, Mr Paul McLean. He's been keeping tabs and he knows exactly what's going down in Griffin Park. We talked to him quite a bit. And we're going to have a chat with him to find out exactly what is happening up at Borough and whether or not their knees are trembly and they're coming down to Griffin Park to bay the mighty, mighty bee. So long journey from up north down to London for the Borough boys and girls. And they are, probably surprisingly for them, playing the mighty, mighty bees on Friday night under the floodlights, under the lights at Griffin Park, big atmosphere, Big vibes, small stadium, tight stadium. And I've got on the line, Mr. Paul McLean, the Borough Boy. How you doing, my man? Oh, all right, thanks, Billy. How's yourself, my man? Not bad, not bad. You seem laid back, or is that nerves in your voice? I'm not quite sure. Laid <laughs> <laughs> back for the time being. It won't be like that Friday evening. No, not at all. Listen, but you know, let's talk about the Borough, because I know you were sort of hoping that you'd play us again at some time, but I think you were probably a little bit surprised that you're playing Brentford in the playoffs. And, uh, I mean, you finished in fourth position. Is, is that for you a bit of a disappointment? Not at the start of the season, Billy. I took playoffs. Uh, I said that to a lot of people. I think the majority of Borough fans would have took that. Uh, if you're from the playoffs at the start of the season, they took it. Um, yeah, the run in the last seven or eight games, we knew we had the toughest running. I think I mentioned to you when we had to beat... Uh, Wolves, I think we beat Wolves when you were sunning it up or on a car somewhere. I'm sorry, Sally, <laughs> anyway. Um, but, uh, we did you a favour, obviously, to try and uh, claw back some points against them. Um, and I think I put in there, I said, uh, the way you're going, you're going to make the playoffs. I think you were a bit doubtful, to be fair, my mate, um, making it, because it was pretty tight at the time. Um, but no, uh, overall, I'm happy with the playoffs. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we're playing uh, the Mighty Vs, unfortunately, because... Uh, a bit, a bit like a second team. We have know quite a couple of uh, two or three Brentford fans and have a good crack with them. So it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Interesting indeed. And yes, I mean, yeah, the doubtful was there for most of the Brentford fans because, you know, our running, we, we spluttered a little bit, especially in our home games and games that we should have won. The Cardiff game, the Millwall game, you know, the, the Bolton game. We should have won them and we didn't. So that's why we were nervous. But we did finish off quite resolute with the Reading game and also the Wigan game, which has given us confidence. But looking back at you, I remember at one point, and you're talking about me sunning myself, but it's, uh, I was away for the <laughs> one the one match I've missed all season. I was actually out the country and I was at Miami airport and I got a text from you and you said, yes, what a result. And I didn't know what you were talking about. But you'd, <laughs> actually, you'd actually beaten Norwich. Yeah. And uh, that for you was a top result. And at that stage, I thought, tell you something, it looks like you guys are going to get top two because us Bees fans actually wanted you to win all your matches because if you won all your matches, you would have taken everybody else out. You would have gone up 
and taken all the other rivals out would have kept us in the frame. But yeah. it looked like you napped top, top spot at that time. So didn't obviously things didn't really go according to plan, did they? Um, for me, every time we saw like we the top spot, we seemed to, I don't want to use the word choke it or whatever, or bottle it, but we just didn't have enough to kick on from there. Um, we had a couple of chances at it. Uh, before Christmas, we beat Derby at Gortorp. Um Then we beat you guys in the um, lunchtime kickoff. I think we went back to top on that. And then we did the same against Ipswich at home, if I remember rightly. But after that, we didn't kick on. Um, it's annoying. Uh, Watford, uh, when we went to Bournemouth and Watford and got stuffed 3-0 and 2-0, especially after Watford one, we knew that we'd have to win 5 out of 5 to stand any chance of getting automatic because we just knew Watford uh, and Bournemouth, the way they'd been playing, didn't look likely to drop any points. And I think Watford finished about 7 out of 7 or 8 out of 8, I'm not sure. But um, you can only have so many chances go on top. And if you're not going to take them chances and keep winning and keep the pressure on the other teams, you'll find yourself in the playoffs. But as I've said previously, before the ball was kicked, that I took the playoffs anyway, regardless of us um, clinging on to outside chances of automatic promotion. But it was a fantastic yeah. result, Norwich. I think for anyone who watched it, um, you know, yeah, we put up the barn door, we blocked it out, we got the goal and resolutely defended it and were brilliant that night. Yeah, and, and again, you're talking about Watford. I mean, Watford for me were, you know, I thought they were outstanding. Home and away when they were at Brentford, you know, one of the most exciting teams that we played. In retrospect now, because obviously at the time you're thinking, yeah, we're going to be top, we're going to be top two. But in retrospect, mm-hmm. Muff, Bournemouth and Watford, do you think they were worthy promotion winners, those two? 100%. 100%. I've got no malice towards either club whatsoever. Uh, Watford at home, when we play them at the Riverside, we should have been 3 or 4 nil up, really. Certainly 3 nil up. We didn't take the rest of the chances. We always knew they had a goal in them. Second half, Deeney comes on, does the usual thing against the Borough and scores, and that was it, one each. So we've got points against them. Uh, I didn't go to that game at home, but I knew it was... It ended nil-nil, but it was still end-to-end, if you understand me. One of them games that were very easy on the eye. Uh, Bournemouth have been through the season as well, scored the most goals. As of Watford, no, uh, no complaints whatsoever. Two best teams went up, and uh, the table never lies. Really. Looking to the Mighty Bees game, you've beaten Brentford twice this season. One of them in September, you beat us 4-0, quite comprehensively, I would say. And then you also beat us in January, 1-0, um, where we, we played you. We, we did very well, played you off the park pretty much, but you got the goal, very incisive, got the ball, got the penalty. You beat us 1-0. Yeah. Do you think that your guard might be down for this match because you think you're 2-0 to the Borough? No. Most of the fans will know what the playoffs are like. Um, I remember them back in 88 against Bradford, for, uh, for example. Um, we haven't beat Bradford home or away in the league that beat us both times yet we played in the playoffs we got beat at their place but we won at home at Ayrton Park as it was then and got through so yeah league form has turned into playoffs doesn't mean a jot um, the 4-0 win um, I watched Brentford that day and I didn't think you were bad at all I know you guys watching week in week out and looking back will say it's probably one of the worst performances you've produced but um, even 2-3-4-0 what I liked about Brentford was they still played the same you played you, you wanted to play football um, you didn't try and put like 10 men behind the ball um, the game at Brentford I'm, I'm a stickler for this unfortunately and I'll say about my own team if you don't score a goal you don't deserve anything out of the game yeah. um, 
and that's the crux of it was that we got a penalty. Yes, we scored, but we went to uh, like you say uh, the mighty Breezes ground. Not an easy ground to go to. Um, you created quite a few chances, half cut chances. I have to say, half chances at times. But because of the resolute defence we have, and I think that's why we finished in the top six anyway. Not so much for our scoring ability, but for defensive ability. Um, we stood, we stood it. Um, if we go with that non-solid mentality Friday night, it'll be a different game. You will score. We can't expect to go there, try and nick a golf some somewhere and just it back. Personally, I'd like us to see us come out at you and surprise you guys a bit more and just go for it because I think the pressure of a first leg playoff is on the home team especially, if you understand me. So I think we should go with that attitude. Whether Karanka does or not, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. And talk about, you know, Brent, uh, Brentford playing Borough as well. There was a rumour, it's more than a rumour because it was actually written in your local paper, I think it was the Teesside um, Express or exactly. one of your Teesside newspapers that um, Karanka was rumoured or rumoured to have told the team to hold back against Brighton once it became obvious that we were in fifth place because he would prefer to have played us than Ipswich. I mean, what's that all about? Right. Um, from what I can gather, um, before the game, the ball before the ball was kicked, I was expecting us to put in a good performance, win by three or four goals, and set us up nicely for the playoffs. Who I fully expect to be either Derby or Ipswich. Um, not that I wasn't giving Brentford a thought I just thought you would do enough and we would avoid you I just, you know what I mean, you weren't on the radar I just thought, oh Brentford win today, get in there but won't finish sixth um, and the uh, likelihood it was going to be Ipswich, Middlesbrough never do well at Ipswich, we always get beat down there, it doesn't matter if we were 40 points clear, we go to Portman Road and we blow it so a lot of Borough fans for that reason were saying as the game went on 60-70 minutes don't need to score, just need a draw. Brentford are 2 or 3 nil up at Wigan. We have Barfett a chance playing and beating Brentford. Then we have going down to Ipswich, not getting any points, getting beat to possibly worse, and then bringing them back to the Riverside. That was in no means disrespect to Brentford at all. I think it's just from a Borough perspective. We have more chance and more luck on our side in history playing Brentford at Griffin Park than we do at Port, uh, Portman Road at uh, Ipswich. And that's the only reason, mate. Nothing derogatory at all about it. I couldn't understand it. I wanted us to win the game regardless because I wanted to finish third. I wanted to say, well, we're third best in the league. I'm not interested in drawing or whatever. Um, but the, our team, the Buddha, just seemed to sit back, if I'm honest, and didn't really look like going forward after about the last uh, 10 minutes or so to go, Billy. So they may well have settled it and thought, yeah, we have a better chance against Brentford. Yeah, and also, like obviously, you know, one of your main boys was out, Mr. Patrick Bamford. He's been out for a week and he's been injured. Now, the, the rumour is that he's back from injury, he's recuperating, and he's he's jumped on a plane to Marbella to go on the uh, go on the lash with all his borough mates. Is, is, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's basically it, Billy. Let's be honest. We'll call it a training camp, but uh, you and I and the fans know what it is really. Uh, a bit of bonding, Kranka thought. Last few training sessions, according to him, have gone a bit like flat, tired, end of the season, blah, 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 the usual stuff. So they flew out Monday to come back, uh, flying to London Thursday, they're staying down there. We've got a training camp sorted and ready for Thursday, well, probably uh, Friday morning, and then go to Brentford from there. Brentford's been carrying an injury for about five, six weeks, something to do with his foot. Uh, the Norwich game especially didn't help, he did get kicked lumps out of him and Vossen did, to be fair. 
Um, but he'd be fully fit, I thought, for Friday. And George Friend's back, who's been an inspirational uh, left back who got sent off at Fulham. So he'll be uh, ready, you know, ready to go also against the Mighty Bees on Friday evening. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. So, just quickly, how do you think Friday's game is going to pan out then? You know, who's going to be the business? Who's the danger person? What do you reckon? Well, is it Jota you have in midfield, is it? The, the guy on loan? Well, it he's, he's not on loan at all. We bought him for Celta Vigo for 1.3 million he's euros. And he's worth well, about five times that already. He's a fantastic buy. He's a player. Going to have to keep an eye on him. Is it Pritchard from Tottenham? Pritchard on loan from Tottenham via Swindon, yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's a great player. He's a player as well. Um, up front, I'm wary of Gray. I know he has his um, fans and not so good fans from Brentford because he seems to miss quite a lot. But I think he's a danger man there for you as well. He's had a good season. Uh, he's had a good season. Um, so they're the main three. Uh, I'll be watching out for on Friday evening, definitely, from a bird's perspective. And on, and on Barry, you think that you're going to take it? You know, you talked about your, your, your players, obviously, the Bamford being back. You know, how are they going to shape up against the Bees and how they're going to well, attack this game? Yeah, I think, like I say, if we go out with the same sort of approach that we did in the league games, Mark Warburton, or Warbs as you call him down there, he's going to know that. And he'll come out with something different. You're going to come out all guns blazing. That's not going to shock me or anybody else or even you guys. Um, you, you know, you're 180 minutes away from Wembley. I think your players can, uh, including the proverbial kitchen sink it is. So we've got to go toe to toe with that. Um, and I'd like him seeing do something like a 4-4-2 uh, and just make an open game. Go for it. Because you've always got the second leg uh, to come back for. Um, Lawrence Bamford's on form. He's a danger, obviously. Um, we've got that new guy uh, that used to play for you, fully enough. Um. Mr. Alan Ford, that's right. And how, how has he been for you as well? Because I think the B fans want to know, how has he been playing for you? Been playing uh, very well, being well received when he's had to step in, but it was up for two games and he's outstanding. That was for the Rotherham game at home and Wolves. Um, and in, I believe he had a hand in both goals as well for the Wolves uh, uh, game, setting them up. So, yeah, he's played well. Um, I'd like to see him on from the start. Um, we've got Tomlin, who won his day, well, they won't see what he could do against Manchester City in the FA Cup. He can be absolutely brilliant. Um, Vossen, yeah, if he's got his shooting boots on, it can be an handful. Kike can hold it up. Um, we've gone off the boil. haven't thought as many as we thought he would, but hopefully the playoffs might uh, be his turn to shine. The defence, nine times at ten, is solid, as you guys and most teams in Championship know. So it just depends what formation he picks, mate. But personally... Just go for it, Middlesbrough for me. Uh, head to head, let's go for it and may the best team win, both, both legs, home and away. And give us a score prediction for this match. Do I really have to? Yeah, I do. So I think, I won't go with my heart, I'll go in my head. I think, honestly believe it'll end twos each. Two all. The Borough and the Bees taking it back to the Riverside where it is going to be an absolute cup final. Mr. Paul, the Borough boy, good chatting to you. And we will no doubt be chatting more over the week, over the weekend, after the weekend, <laughs> and all to next week as well as this, we see out this play out.
game between the two teams. It's going to be a good crate. I know you lot are coming down, sold out your allocation in about 32 seconds from what I can gather. So, <laughs> so there's going to be a party in the usual pubs, the Globe, the Griffin, the Lord Nelson, all those places are going to be seeing Borough fans. We're going to be having Parmos out for everyone to eat and all sorts of stuff. So looking forward yeah. to it. But Paul, have a good one, mate. And so, as we say, make the best team win. And if it isn't us, let us win. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, mate. Yeah, that's a deal. All right, mate. Take it easy. Take it easy, Billy. So that was Paul McLean, the Borough boy. He, like I said, he knows what's going down. He's not as confident as a lot of the Borough fans that we've seen posting on forums and, and tweeting us. Um, who have been talking about the fact that they've beaten us twice this season. So, you know, we should be a bit nervous. Um, we take a slightly dip- flip side view to that and the fact that we're just happy to be here and we're so relaxed. And uh, unlike all the other times we get into the playoffs where we've actually been first or second, then we slip down to third or fourth. This time we kind of slip from nowhere into fifth place. So we're kind of like, well, hey, you know, if we go up this season, great. If we don't go up this season, it's not really a big deal. So, um, the most relaxed I've ever been for an important game, and I'd say it's probably the same for all you boys as well, isn't it? Yeah, I thought Borough um, the best of the bunch this season. They're 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 the, they're the best um, non um, big time big club fans. You know, they 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 really did get it. They really much. Um, they, they 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 always give credit where credit's due. I'm looking forward to hooking up with with them. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I, you're right. You know, they didn't sound that confident. Um, but you know they're an educated bunch. They they they, they really seem to know. But we spoke about this last podcast when we played them back in the end of January. They they really do know their football. Um, so you know for them to not underestimate us is is shouldn't shouldn't really come as a surprise. You know, we, they're not Norwich. They're not just going to say, "Oh, you're just a little bunch of so and sos, and we're a big club, and we say our right to be up there." And who are you? And who do you think you are? And you know, this 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 what I'm looking forward to most about this game is sort of just having a drink with them and um, just chatting about football. I, I'm sort of I, I, what I'm thinking about this game is that um, there's no pressure on us. We know that, but there is. I think there's quite a lot of pressure on Borough. I think, you know, there, there's a feeling they should be in the Premiership. And maybe that's the way we've been when we've been in previous playoffs, is that we felt we need to get up this season. And that does put pressure on you. But there's been a few points as well during the season. They, the goal, when they beat us, the celebration at the end of that match, when they, when they beat us 1-0 at um, Griffin Park. The other one was when, at the Fulham game, they put the keeper up, trying to scramble a win when a draw would have kept them still in the promotion race but the loss actually meant that then all that had to happen was Bournemouth had to win that their next game and that shows for me both of those shows you know the pressures on that team and then this whole talk of they played for a draw so they could play us rather than than play Ipswich I find it I find it I think I think they're um starting to crack (laughs) They've also gone on. They've also gone for a big holiday, haven't they? They've gone for a big party. They've gone on the piss to to, to Marbella or somewhere like that, haven't they? They've all gone on a plane and they're they're going disco dancing. Well, unfortunately, that that may be what brings them back down to earth, and they may be all sort of a bit more chilled out rather than they were put into a boot camp this week, which probably would have been I would have preferred. Palmo, Palmo in in Marbella at the moment. I think you're right, Matt. I think um, they should have been top. Top 
one or top two, and they, they really have fluffed it. So you know, I, I, I think you're right that they are they are cracking slightly, or there are signs of cracks, um, and I, I think we can exploit that. I, I, I am really really confident that if if, if we do go out, it's going to be very very close. You know, I, I, and but you know, I go into it looking looking forward to playing them and beating them. I'm going to bring it down slightly. I thought they were at the Riverside Stadium when we played them. They were very good. Um, and I'm not... We didn't have an answer for their play then. Um, their their strike force seems to have gone up off the boil a bit in recent weeks, but a player like Bamford is real class. Um I'm, it'll be tight. I mean, we won't get we won't get turned over like we were. And frankly, we were turned over at the Riverside Stadium when we played in there. It wasn't a good one. Um, and it was tighter at Griffin Park. Uh, so I reckon if we I reckon we ought to look to score some goals this Friday night because we'll need something in the bank for when we go back up there. I'd say that game back at Riverside was so long ago that it's almost irrelevant. And I know it's I know it's this season. But well, that was a stage of the season we didn't know how good we were, or we, we, the, our, our confidence in our own ability and our worthiness hadn't quite hadn't quite sort of crystallised. Um, I, I think the, the the game in January was is a better barometer. I know still that's a few months ago still, but that was a confident effort. Um, that that was that was a that was a game where we were able to impose our style of play better. We had we had a fluidity. We 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 are we were confident in our own bodies in our own in our own championship. Um, back in back in September, we kind of we, we were just finding our feet. I, I would say so. Yeah, I mean you know obviously it's it's it's, it's relevant. But I just I just think you know we've just got to look at. Um, this this side of the Christmas break, and and to see that you know in the, in these big games we we we, we don't really falter, um, and um, going to these big stadiums doesn't scare us anymore. Um, so I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm I, my only slight concern is that we chase the game too much at Griffin Park. We've got to remember this is it's 180 minutes, not 90 minutes, um, and we you know. I, I, we just need to make sure we go up there still in the tie rather than, you know, go hell for leather at home. That's my only slight concern. Which is interesting because Barrow's flipping it, saying that they're going to come to us and they're going to actually all, not, not obviously not Karenka, but this is this Borough lad, you know, uh, that we chat to, Mr McLean, and he said, look, they need to try and see if they can nail it at our place so maybe instead of sitting back they should need to come at us because if they can actually get a result at ours it's going to be very difficult for us at their place which is interesting because you know what the managers say you know will he want us them you know that's the kind of game that we'd like them to play we need teams to come down there and be open our best games against you know your even your Norwiches you know your, your Watfords your Bournemouths you know we've had fantastic games of football against them so uh, it'll be interesting to see which way he does go that 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 was part of my point about one getting you know us leaving Griffin Park with 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 something in the bank because um, if they're coming out and hitting us uh, trying to hit us hard and fast we are a footballing team who have got all the answers for that and can score some goals um, yeah I, I hear I hear everything Dave is saying I hear what Matt is saying but I just you know 
oh, I had this foreboding, but hey, I had this foreboding on um, last week and I was proved wrong, so there we go. I, I, right. think, I think we're a, we're a team of big big players now, big occasion players. I, I think people like Pritchard and, and Judge and, and Yotta, and, and, and I think they, they're, they're going to relish this, this, relish this game um, and, uh, you know, the, the magnitude of it and the importance of it and what, what might happen next massively exciting to them they seem to go to a different level um you know we, we we've been saying in our running that it may have suited us to be playing bigger better clubs rather than you know the mills and the, the boltons and you know going to Sheffield games that you know their season was over we we we, we were yearning for, you know where it meant something so we could face our game and 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 you know, again i say impose again impose our style um, you know we've got that again, and I, and I, I think I'm, you know, that, I, I think that's going to suit us. Warburton, interestingly, has said he's got unfinished business, or Brentford have got unfinished business with Borough. Do you think that's? Do, do you like that stance, or do you think that the tabloids just twisting what his vibe is? Because you know that's what I, that's what I was saying earlier. I mean, you know, it suits it suits us to 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 have not beaten them this year. You know, again, that that, that happened in the season, which is finished. You know, yeah, you know, this is, it is, they ought to make it a slight grudge, go out there and settle some scores. You know, this is where the game back at the Riverside does become relevant, you know, to tell them you were humiliated then, you know, and, and the game the game at Griffin Park, it was an unjust result, you know, apart from, you know, one 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 penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty. Then, um, you know, we, we would have got a draw, if not a, a win that day, so... Yeah, I think Warps is, is right to say that. I, I seem to remember it saying something similar, um, or maybe it was us that said it, I can't remember, but after we lost to Wolves at home last season for the home game this season, we all said, right, you know, the players are going to want to go out there, they're going to they're gonna want to prove they're better than that. And um, and maybe some of that will, you know, will also come to, come to fruition on Friday. One game on Friday, we, we, you've said it already, we need to keep it tight. We need to not lose, is my thoughts as well. You know, it'll be great. It'll be great to win, but I think we need to not lose because I was just thinking about this in a, in a strange way. I would have actually probably almost preferred to have had the away game first because oh, I think yeah. it suits us. It, it suits us the way that we are, and you know, you get a result up there, then you come back to our place and we can do our thing. And I just think that you know, it's a bit of pressure for us actually at home because we need feeling that we need to get a result and the way that we play. You know, we're, so we're better away from home, but I just in these situations, I think it was better. So we need to just make sure we get a result. And getting a draw on Friday isn't that bad a result for us. No, but we're still going to go for it, aren't we? I, I just can't see him changing his philosophy. We, we, you know, it's, we are going to go and try and win it. So I can't, I can't see him being overly tactical. Which is, go out and win two games of football. I don't think he'll go out there and try and draw one and win one. I think he'll just go out and try and win two. I, I'm sure that's exactly what 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 um, we will do. Yeah, we'll go out. We're, we're, we're going to play and try and win for 180 minutes. Although I've got a theory that says, I kind of agree with you, Billy, that a draw is a good result on Friday. Because I actually think we can do them up there. Um, but yeah, we're going to go full out, I'm sure, for the 100 I don't get me wrong. It will be a really good result. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. The draw. Uh, 
I mean, I mean, I, 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 and I know this for a fact. Borough fans that are listening now will be absolutely laughing at you saying that and saying we can do Borough on their own patch because they're as far as they're concerned at home, they're 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 they're, they're, they're very strong defence. It's just not going to happen, especially in a cup final like this. So I know they'll be laughing, thinking if that's their game plan, then it's kind of all over. But as we flip back to our original point, is we're happy to be here, and it's kind of like you know we're almost coming here with no pressure, so we can kind of almost do what we want. Well, do you want do you want us to list the the grounds where we won the way out? Yes. Yeah. I mean, exactly. if they if they want to they want to look at the list of grounds yeah. we won out this year and then tell us yeah. that we're not capable of going there and doing the same, they're naive. And I know they're not a naive bunch. So if some of them want to kid themselves in and playing that old, who do they think they are yeah. to think they can come here and win? I just say, well, you carry on thinking that because we'll go and rub your noses in it like we did at Ellen Road, like we did at Knott's Forest, like we did at Cardiff, like we did at Reading, like we did at Blah, you know. Norwich! Norwich! Norwich. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so listen, boy, listen. I, I still want to go there with a 2 0 lead. <laughs> mm. Still want a 2 0 lead. That would be lovely. <laughs> yeah, three, I wouldn't nil, say three, no nil. to that. Yeah. But listen, boys, listen, let's let's sum this one up because we are running out of time here and we're also we gotta save a little bit for uh, after the match for next week's podcast, which is gonna be part two, which is gonna be even more nerve-wracking. So I just want to know if anybody here is going to hit the nail on the head and get the score right. Laney. Three one Brentford. Whoa. Nick. Two nil Brentford. Oh. The Allard. One one, but we're going to win up there. Oh, well, you're going to, you've got to, you listen, mate. Save that for next week. And Billy Grant. Oh, that's me. I'm going one all as well. It's going to be a draw. It's going to be tight. I know. Just shaking your heads. They're all shaking their heads in the studio here. But listen, that's the way it's going to be. Excitable. We all are. Not as excitable as we'd be on Friday. I've heard lots of people are taking off days of work, days of work. There's going to be lunches, breakfast, meetings put in, all sorts of stuff. People are going to be getting down to Griffin Park early. The borough boys and girls are already making their way down. They'll be in the pubs early. We'll be in the pubs early. We'll be getting very, very excited. You can check out Bisotted on bisotted.co.uk. You can also subscribe to our podcast so you'll get the other podcast next week immediately and also the one we do after the pub on audioboobop.com and iTunes and also our videos on Besotted1992 on YouTube. We've got a few more t-shirts left, not that many. You can get them on besotted.co.uk. You can go there and you can order it. Or if you go to some of our videos, there's some buttons on there. You can order that too. This has been a fantastic season, we have to say, no matter what happens this Friday, the following Friday. We are very proud of our team. We are very proud of the management. We are proud of everybody. We are proud of the fans. They've done very, very well. We're having a great time. And we're going to have fun on Friday, no matter what. And fingers crossed, if we can get a result, Jesus Christ. But listen, let's just concentrate. Let's get the result on Friday. Come on, you bees. Come on, you bees. bees. You bees. Come on, you bees. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.